Welcome to N N R Everybody. Wait, what was I just thinking? CPR. We don't want to be doing that on this show. CPR. No, let's hope. Like, like let's imagine. Yeah, imagine. Well. John, I'm, we yes. have a lot to get into in this NMR today because let we me do, just say up yes. top, we're definitely going to cover Gabby Petito. I definitely want to like kind of end on that because there's a lot to kind of get through. Yeah, that's true. Um, but just first, happy fall to you. Uh, yes, to you I too. Know, you know, you're drinking some pumpkin spice lattes probably already. Oh, of, co- of course. Yeah, How so was yeah. being a New Yorker? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, I was just going to say this Sunday you'll hear all about the creamer. Let's not give too much away right now, but there's creamer involved. Oh, um, Lord. Number one. Um, it was interesting, you know, like I have a bit of a hangover from New York City because I I think I mentioned this before. I, I was only planning on being there for a few days and then a few days turned into a week. And then before I realized it, I booked a whole other week. And um, at that rate, by the way, of my hotel, I should have just sublet an apartment. But anyways, um, that's ne- neither here nor there. But it okay, was a lot. But, but. Okay. And I'm yeah. not going to say your business, but I'm just saying when you get to no, live ahead. for like a year and you save a little money, sometimes it's yeah. like oh, a yeah. splurge yourself a little bit. Oh, no, that's totally, you know what? That's exactly what it ended up being is more of a like vacation <laughs> because I was working the entire time. But I also, Rick really wanted some time away from Maryland. I love it here. Don't get me wrong. But I hadn't really traveled much this summer. And you needed time. You need needed some away. time. And I wanted to see you and so many of my other best friends, my family that live up there that I've been separated from courtesy of this pandemic for so long. And totally. Yeah. You were like the first person that I saw during my trip, I think. I mean, we recorded that Wednesday or Thursday night, I think. But Yeah, um, Thursday, I think. Yeah. So you were kind of the first person that I really got to spend some time with. And it was so nice. I remember leaving, like, even though it was like kind of quick because we both had a lot of stuff going on that night in particular, but it was so nice. I was on the cab or in the um, the Uber back and I was like, that is all I needed. Like Hell just yeah. being with you and just recharging my batteries with you. So and like nice. so much had happened for both of us, frankly, since the last time we had seen each other. So it felt nice to kind of reset with you and you know do our first shaken and disturbed together in person it was just a lot of fun and i will say not i'm I'm rambling a bit but i got back and you know my town's kind of a small town and i don't have a ton of friends and quite frankly covid is kind of a bigger deal here again sadly sure and so i haven't really been around anybody and i kind of got found myself being like oh I should I go I need to get back to New York where like it's safer and like there are people that I want to see <laughs> well, so it's like a weird place to be but anyway we, we have a lot yeah. to offer here uh, in New sure York City do. you've actually been to a place in New York I haven't been yet which is Little Island oh my god yes I went to Little Island for those who don't know it's a well Little Island that is a man-made structure built off of the West Side Highway around yeah, from Barry Diller compliments of Barry Diller oh, okay there you go mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what street what like street it's near i want to say maybe 14th or something yeah it's near the high line it's like kind of off the meatpacking district kind of yeah and it was i will say darren it was so much more peaceful and zen than i thought it was going to be i thought this was going to be another tourist trap and it's full of like people from missouri which is fine like come and see it but it was like everyone was being very quiet and peaceful and enjoying the like the nature that they've created there and like there was a performance um, like an Indian uh, woman was performing something and it was just 
I was like shocked. I was like, oh my God, this is the exact kind of night out that I was looking for. So yeah, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I was, I went full blown tourist mode, by the way. Like, well, sometimes you have to, it's it's been long enough where it's like, what if it's like, (laughs) you haven't had sex in 10 years, you become a virgin again. This is what it is. Oh, is that the, is that how it goes? Well, I think to be an official New Yorker, they say you have to at least live in New York for 10 years. Got it. Okay, that's fair. So, you know what makes me a New Yorker is my goddamn taxes that I paid. That's yeah. how you know you're a New Yorker. When you see how much money that this city and that state takes out of your your paycheck, that's when you know. That's my that's my uh, barometer for like. No, I, I mean I hear you, and you know the 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 season is upon us because it is fall, so it is. It's getting to be a little bit nicer. Certainly how was in your New summer, York. by the way? My summer was really good. Did you like I it? mean, do you have a good one? Yeah, I mean, it was very hot here, and, you right. know, I, so I am I like the winter. Like, I get excited. Like, I like the seasons changing where I get excited again when it gets lighter later in the summer. So to some extent, I welcome a little bit. Wait a uh, minute. Say that yeah. again? You like the light later in the day? Wait, say I like again. I like when you get to the point of, like, spring, summer, where you're like, oh, my God, it's not getting dark until oh, 8.30. Yes. Okay. I was hoping that's what you were saying. Which I, I know is the... You- which I know is the opposite of what's happening, but my point is, is like when the right. opposite when the opposite happens, you know, mm-hmm. when we fall back as opposed to spring forward, and it gets dark at like three thirty here, mm-hmm. I sort of like it <laughs> because it makes me invigorated to think about spring. Like I kind of like the changes sure. a little bit, you know. Okay. Like I like the snow, so I kind of like oh, what God. the you kind of have to know what hell is and appreciate heaven, and you kind of have For to, sure. you know, it's it's a little yes. bit like that. So no, I yeah. get that. I will say I I can never agree with I like snow. Like that will never come out of my mouth ever again, sure, other sure. than to say that. But um, no, I totally know what you mean. I think so many, and you know, we have so many friends that live in L.A. and all of the all of their feedback about living in L.A. is how much they miss seasons. And I'm like, I get that to an extent, but I would rather have sun year round than like. 10 feet of snow like we had last winter which was so annoying oh my god it was the best though yeah you loved it but you know i loved i had so much fun in new york i would watch um for the second week i was there my best friend one of my best friends andrew who used to live in new york with me now lives in london he was visiting for the week we shared a hotel room we watched sex in the city every night before we went to sleep it was like it's like we were like in college again you know it was so fun city I know, Willie and I Garson. wanted to mention, I know, Willie Garson uh, tragically died at the age of 57 recently, and he played Stanford Blatch, who was, like, Carrie's yeah. gay best friend, um, and he played One of in... the first, I think, for me, just because I paid attention to Sex and the City so yeah. much when I was a kid, very this, like, very Jack from Will and Grace, but this sort of, he like, was. stereotypical gay guy. Yeah, he was very flamboyant. But and... in a good way. In a way in a that was way. like, yeah. you know, he was part of the fashion. He wasn't sort of the butt of the joke. He was making the jokes. You know, he was the one judging and being friends with the girls and going to the cool parties. So, I don't know. Yeah. He was kind of my first gay character that I kind of remember outwardly knowing that he was gay on TV. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I hadn't quite even thought of him that way, but... Andrew and I were talking about that character because that character is not like a ripped Abercrombie and Fitch model who has a shirt off in every scene. Sure. He's, he's kind of this middle-aged balding Bald. guy who's a little right. insecure with his looks, but like loves to go out and party and kind of makes up for his his shortcomings in the looks department with a personality. And like, I started seeing my, a lot more of myself in him than I ever did when I first watched that series wow. like years and years ago. I'm a huge sex in the city fan, but it was just interesting. Like Andrew and I were, 
watching it like all week and like we were getting to a lot of those episodes with um stanford and then to see this happen in the last few days which as of this recording there's still no determined like they haven't released they haven't officially released it but i will say nadine's good friend Mm -hmm. who i know is this famous actress i don't want to like call her out just in case but she's a famous actress and um it's not sherry uh but okay good to know famous actress who's like very good friends with lily garson and i looked at Mm. her instagram because i knew she would do a tribute and she said that he lost his battle with pancreatic cancer oh i hate that i don't know like she's not a doctor but i'm assuming from a friend's perspective you know that's at least what she wrote on her profile so Mm. i imagine that that's probably caked in a lot of truth if not the truth but we'll I don't really want to like say anybody's reasoning but I know that that was I, I guess he had struggled with pancre- pancreatic cancer so mm, that's uh, tough and that's one of the toughest cancers to overcome too so that's tough absolutely you know R.I.P. to Willie Garson he was definitely one yeah. of the greats and I know that he was already filming um, yeah the new and spinoff like and just like that so just I heartbreaking all around that. I yeah. don't know. Just Have you been watching anything else? Like, we were watching HBO Max, Sex in the City all the time. Are you into anything else at the moment? I have gotten into a lot of TV. I've actually... Um, so I started Ted Lasso over the fa- past few weeks. Oh, my and God. I Everyone's com- telling me to do it. Well, and I was, like, totally anti. But then I was like, I got to catch up for the Emmys because they had, like, 20 Emmy nods. So oh, I was like, right. I there have to catch Emmys. up. Yeah. I've caught up. I'm obsessed with it. I like, made yeah. me love Jason Sudeikis. So, oh, like, dear. I wasn't a fan of his before. Now I'm, like, mm-hmm. mega mega fan okay interesting um so ted lasso i'm obviously watching the l word because i'm a lesbian because uh, <laughs> you're I, an l word i'm an l word and i got into two two things one is um nine perfect strangers which Ooh. as of this recording i have not watched the finale yet so i can't i'm not going to give any away anything away but it's nicole kidman um oh. it's it's about healing you know it's kind of this like um, wellness retreat that these nine perfect strangers kind of go on and okay. it's about healing their own personal tragedies I'll kind of leave it at that but it's very sure, good yeah. and then have you watched Only Murders in the Building the Steve Martin oh my god everyone's Shorts, telling me to Linda watch Gomez. this too yeah you're telling well, me all these things yeah if you're a true crime podcaster it's that's very what I've like, heard it's about that it's about us essentially like or something Right, and when I was telling my mom this, I, you know, I was like, first off, it's Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, you, I mean, you have to watch that. You have to watch it. And at first, I was like, oh, Selena Gomez is in there, but I, I told, like, she's a great actress, and like, okay. she works with this. It's lighter than you'd imagine. You know, it's right, thirty minute episodes. There's yeah. like, I don't know, eight of them. I have no idea. Okay, um, it that's hasn't, easy. It hasn't finished yet, so it's still okay. kind of ongoing okay. at least when this recording is. Um, but obviously, if you're a true crime podcaster, now Tina Fey plays um this Sarah Koenig type person <laughs> oh um, I think they call her like Candy Canning or something like it's okay. something like that um Sandy Canning or something but <laughs> Tina Fey plays her you oh, know I'm it's, in I'm definitely watching definitely I love Tina Fey she's so. supposed to be Sarah Koenig and of course kind of looks like Sarah Koenig um, yeah 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 so it you know especially for us because we oh, sort of yeah. started this after Serial got really popular it's right. It's, you know, it's like being a page and watching 30 Rock. It's like you get references and things that other people might not, but it's just good for everybody anyway. So only murders in the building. I highly recommend. Um, Did you ever, before you move on, did you ever watch um, Portlandia? Were you a Portlandia fan? I wasn't a huge Portlandia fan, but I've seen episodes, but I've never watched like every episode. Oh, okay. I've watched every episode and it is 
one of my favorite show all-time shows um fred armerson is like my hero i one time saw him eating sushi in the 30 rock commissary and it took everything in me not to run up and like hug him oh my god hilarious i know and he's there all the time i think because he does music or whatever for seth meyers but um there's an episode where he and his partner i'm blanking on her name i hate that carrie his his partner in portlandia yeah what's her name yeah, she's in um, Sleater Kinney. Yes, that's right. I'm just Carrie Brown a... Brownstein. Yes, yes, Brownstein. So she, they are sort of these like podcasters who like are like um, <laughs> kind of like I don't know. It's it's a podcasting spoof, and it's just so funny. Like because you know a lot of these early true crime shows, not ours but others, kind of spoofed serial in a sense because there's a lot of like you know little violins playing in the background and like really close talking into the microphone like this sure yeah right. and they just spoofed it so perfectly so if you want some more of that then check i think out i've that seen yeah. that sketch actually yeah um, you probably hilarious have. enough funny well so something literally released today. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Oh I think my we're God. releasing this on a Thursday. It just released on Netflix that I was kind of hoping that I texted you about this. I think I sent you a screen grab a few weeks ago when it got announced. Um, and I was like, let's cover this Netflix show. But it's called oh, yeah. Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Yeah. And I think it's like a four-part series on Netflix. So expect that in the coming weeks from John and I. It'll obviously take us probably a little bit to just get through the episodes. You know me. Um, well, I can't take uh, a fucking homework assignment, apparently. Lord knows. And here's the description of it on Netflix. Now, let me see how many episodes there are. Four episodes. And it says, in the late 1970s, an accused serial rapist claims multiple personalities Ugh. control his behavior, setting off a legal odyssey that captivates America. Hmm. Well, so I think you guys should watch along with us. Um we're going to cover this, I would say, within the next month. Expect yeah, it. Um, yeah. Not not next week, but it'll probably take us at least a few weeks to just to watch all four. Because, um, right. you know, we want to make sure that we're giving thorough notes. We watch them multiple times. So in the next month, check out Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan or just wait for John and I to recap it ourselves. <laughs> there you go. There's that as well. Um, now, before we get into Gabby Petito, because I know we've been going here for a few minutes, I... Um, I got recommended this book. Um, actually, not to me, even to me personally. I was listening to another podcast uh, called The Reason okay. Roundtable. And every week, um, the editors of Reason Magazine, of which I subscribe to, they do like a kind of like what you're listening to, watching, drinking, like what's happening mm-hmm. in culture. You know, they talk about museums, TV shows, books, video games, everything. Okay. And um, the editor-in-chief at Reason, this woman, Catherine Mangu Ward, she recommended this book um, called Notes of a Crocodile that was written by this uh, Taiwanese author okay. named Cho Maojing. I'm probably getting that wrong, but I, truth be told, my best friend's Chinese, and I asked him how to pronounce her name because I am obsessed with this author, and I've wanted to talk about her since I read this book in two days, since literally a week ago, and I want to make sure that I'm getting her name right. Yeah, so sure. I probably butchered it, but it's Cho Maojing. Um, okay. And... She is, so she's Taiwanese, and she is really only known for these two works. One is Notes of a Crocodile, which I read, and this other word, other book that I'm in the middle of right now called Last Words from Montremarte, um, okay. which is a place in Paris, and she is very dark. She's a lesbian, and she's kind of in this underground queer culture in China. She's actually, like, mm. huge part of this movement. She's a lesbian. She was a lesbian. She kills herself at the mm. age of 26 um, with a knife, and there's a lot of debate about... How she killed herself, um, part of it probably had to do with her being gay. And these two 
they're both kind of fiction, but they're also memoirish. Like that's how yeah. they're written. You know, she's kind of putting herself in there, and part of them are suicide notes. So it's a little oh macabre. God. It's a little dark, but this author has some of the most beautiful prose I have ever. And you know, I'm a very well-read Ooh. person. I read you a do. lot of you books. You read a lot, yeah. I read like 40 books a year, and it's some of the most beautiful prose. I have literally ever come to read. I'm going to wow. read two passages very quickly. Okay, it's, sure. They're quick reads, and so like each page could be a chapter. This is just one chapter here. It's one sentence. It says, mm-hmm. on how to love well, instead of embracing a romantic ideal, you must confront the meaning of every great love that has shattered, shard by shard. So she's mm. amazing. This is another sentence she writes about this girl that she's like, in love with I can only pray that you'll help me that you'll never push me away with words or at least a lot less and actions that harm my desire for you that you won't push me off this cliff not thorough not thoughtlessly sever the cord between us that I want to strengthen because I love you like she's just fucking irreverent um notes of a crocodile and then last words from Montremart uh just so good but notes of a crocodile is you can read it in a day Anyone should read this book specifically if you're female and queer or Mm -hmm. even just queer. But she is kind of this, when I say unknown, unknown at least to me, unknown at least I haven't really heard much about her considering Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm a lesbian as well. So highly recommend reading her beautiful words before she commits suicide. So. Uh, so such a tragic ending, but like, wow, what great messaging she gave to the yeah. world, you know? No, and it's a it's beautiful in a way. Like, there's just beautifulness in her yeah. sadness, and I don't really know how else to put that. Um, but yeah, twenty six, so tragic. Um, but yeah, so I just sad. kind of wanted to shout that out. But uh, let's get into kind of Gabby Petito because. Listen, you know, I mean, I think there's other people who have probably, there's been so many reports on this. I'm not even sure we need to necessarily go through the timeline. No, Um, I don't think that we do. But I guess my thoughts were, what were your reaction? Like, what was your reaction as she, as the story unfolded? Because literally, like you were just saying, like it was uh, an hour by hour thing. For a long and it time. still is because they're still yeah, looking for him. They're still yeah. looking for for uh, laundry there. Um, Brian, I believe his name yep, is. Brian, yeah, Brian. Break him, Brian. Um, well, first off, I didn't know this. I found this out a few days ago, but I've obviously been following the Gabby Petito case since it came into fruition, maybe like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Same. So my best friends, um, they've come to live shows. They're amazing. And her husband, who's like, I call him dad just because he's like such a good guy. And like, he just treats me so well. I just call him Daddy J. Like, that's what I call him. But anyway, (laughs) his stepmother is the grandmother of Gabby Petito. So he actually grew up with Gabby. Like, went on vacations with her. Now, we're in our 30s. Gabby obviously passed away when she was 22. So a lot younger than him. Um, But saw saw her twice a year at family holidays. Knows the family. So oddly kind of related to this case. I know, you know, it's kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. But I was talking to him talking to him a little bit about it um, yesterday. It's obviously just so tragic and so sad. But I think... First off, when you're when you know I read about the case first, I actually got a Facebook uh, push alert from uh, the Associated Press, mm-hmm. and I clicked on it. Then, of course, you know I was watching like PBS NewsHour and Nightly News, and all of this stuff was coming up. I think the first reaction, of course, emotionally for me was like, "This motherfucking boyfriend, fuck him!" Like mm-hmm. this, you know, like this is fucking sussy behavior. <laughs> he leaves the van, you know. People are catching him hiking in Grand Teton by himself just a day after that weird cryptic text of not having service in Wyoming was sent to from Gabby's phone. Right. Um, you know, then he drives to go see his parents. Then he hikes again in some swamp. 
the car is, you know, the van, he, he brings it back without her. You know, all the while, they're like YouTubers documenting their whole trip. And then yeah, all of a sudden, it abruptly stops. So, yeah. you know, ultimate sus. But <laughs> I did talk about this on uh, a radio show the other day because, you know, the true crime podcaster in me had to just kind of state it. And I was mm-hmm. very adamant in saying, like, one thing you and I have gravely learned on the show, for better or for worse, is that people's reactions to tragedy is very different. And that doesn't imply guilt. And fight or flight is very, I just think it's important. Like I think him running away, I think him not talking to the police, I think is all very, it's not helping his case. And I I think that he's probably, people are, I would say 100% of people are probably 100% convinced that he's guilty. But just as being a, true crime podcaster myself yeah. and talking to Robbie Achaudry about a lot of this stuff. Cause you know, we know her, she's a friend of the yeah, podcast. Of um, I think it's really important to kind of just remember that innocent until proven guilty and that something could have happened where he didn't necessarily, I know there were a couple domestic violence calls on him, but is it yeah. possible that he slapped her in a fit of rage? She hit her head on a rock and died. And he, you know, didn't necessarily kill her, but contributed to her death, freaked out, ran away. All of that's possible. Everything we don't, is in play, yeah. Everything is in play. And I talked about this on the radio show with a little hesitancy, and I was a little worried about the reaction I was going to get because kind of telling everyone yeah. to like, whoa, 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 just innocent until proven guilty. Let's just wait till we know all the facts about right. it. I was a little worried, and I'm just going to read. I'm not going to say her name, but I'm going to say what she wrote to me. She said, okay. um, I'm Some, Like out, someone listening, I'm assuming, by the someone way? Someone listening to okay. this uh, radio show that I co-host every single week called Taylor Strecker Show. And she okay. said, hey, girl, hey, I'm reaching out to you to tell you I appreciate how you discussed the Gabby Petito case on today's episode of the Taylor Strecker Show. My sister was murdered in 2014, and because of the mm. horrific nature of it, um, reputable no- local news stations and social media used her murderous clickbait for a week. It was only a week, but to me it felt like an eternity of hell, having people pick my sister and her life choices apart. It was hard to deal with it then, even though it only happened seven years ago and social media was prevalent then. I can't imagine what the Petito family is going through now in this age where social media users are marrying their fascination of true crime with their hopes of becoming an influencer. You did a fantastic job of reporting on the actual facts, answer Taylor's questions, uh, in a kind and informative way while also making sure to remind the audience that guilty behavior doesn't necessarily mean guilty. I've been critical of some of your takes on the show in the past, but today really renewed my appreciation for your perspective, even if I don't agree with everything you may say. And, uh, you know, she kind of goes on to talk about this, and I thank her so much for it, but it kind of reminded me, it was very sweet words, and I just wanted to thank her, but yeah, that's nice. it did kind of remind me that that you and I talk about, John. I actually mentioned the Scott Peterson uh, ordering in and out a double double in the back of a car as he was being arrested from Lacey Peterson. Uh, yeah. That guilty guilty behavior doesn't imply guilt. And I think it's really important for us to get the facts straight. Um, yeah. And I think it's really easy to judge Gabby for being like, hey, this guy fucking hit you. Why did you go away with him in a van? But clearly, her, you know, if she was saying to her family, you know, her family, I don't think her parents would have just let her go off with someone they thought was a monster. So absolutely. And also to your point, you guys listening will hear in Sunday's episode, the importance of getting these kind of details right, right before we jump into any kind of conclusions. I mean, that's just Darren. I think you were like this even before. And I think I was too, but I think doing this show over the years, I think we've both really found a newfound respect for the minute details of these cases. And it's so easy to get caught up in this genre, this uh, true crime genre of like jump, you know, trying to figure out the case. And that's to ever that 
overall, that's a great thing, right? Like armchair detectives have solved Help. many cases and that's great. But um, you have to remember that you can only go with the facts. You can't go with your emotions. You can't go with your instincts. You can lead with those things to get to the facts, but you know, you ultimately have to, you know, it always goes back to what you say, Darren, like innocent without, or sorry, innocent until proven guilty without a reasonable doubt. And you got to separate your head and your heart here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know this is coming out on Thursday. Obviously, the search for him is still ongoing. This could change by tonight. You know, obviously, we can't, we're not doing live records of this, so we'll update you guys next week. But I, and, you know, I know her remains were officially found. It was proven to be her. So there's right. a little bit of justice and closure, hopefully, for the Petito family. You know, I think, especially for the case that we're actually covering on our regular episode of Shaken and Disturbed, we talk a lot about kind of the difference between wanting to solve a case and closing yeah. it and wanting to solve the case correctly. And yeah, right, totally. sometimes the difference between solving a case correctly and solving a case is years and a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of attention to detail that people would rather, frankly, not put forth. Absolutely. Um, Totally. But this is why I don't believe in capital punishment because there are innocent people out there who look a fuck ton guilty but really didn't do anything. And I'm not saying that he is guilty. I'm not saying that he's innocent or guilty. I'm just saying that the presumption of innocence right now should be what kind of leads and figuring out where the fuck this guy went. And, you know, I will say this, too, shifting out of it, of that topic a little bit, is that the first thing I thought of, because, by the way, you were getting push notifications and stuff about it. I was seeing it on TikTok everywhere. I was like, every other thing I was getting served was this Gabby Petito thing. And I kept thinking to myself, okay, she's a missing woman. Everyone's interested. Like, what is the hook here? Like, why am I seeing this everywhere? And sure enough, you know, like, not to downplay the tragedy of this, but it was just another you know, white girl gone missing for lack of a better term here that I think needs to be brought to attention here too, because, you know, there's report, a report on Newsweek or something that 466 indigenous women were reported missing in Wyoming, which was this between 2011 and 2020, which is the same state that she has went missing in. And you don't hear about that. You know, you just hear about these same kind of demographic because for whatever reason, our media and our attention shifts to that well this is like if you remember the trail of tears that we covered on martinis and murder murder, where it was like if you're an indigenous person if you're anyone in the bike block community if you're poor Uh if you don't have a lot of connections you know if you grew up in the wrong state or whatever like a lot of these cases just don't get heard of and you know to some extent right like she's kind of this you know, white girl or whatever from Long Island or wherever she's from. So I'm happy that her case is kind of getting the notoriety that it deserves and the attention it deserves. Also, social media plays a huge part in this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, think of all the other people that have probably are buried in Grand Teton that will just never be found or, or looked for. Or, or reported on at all, the, you know? Stu- you know, News- Newsweek has an article here. It says, the study developed by the University of Wyoming's Wyoming Survey and Analysis Center found that while half of those missing persons were found within a week, 21% of them went missing for a month or longer. This is indigenous people. Comparably, only 11% of white people remain missing for that long. So there is a race thing. And Darren, you just, you, your list was perfect. You know, I think it's, it's, it's women, it's young female women, and... and, and Oh, and, or I forgot to even mention yeah, if you're a sex ahead. worker. Imagine being a sex worker. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about you if you're a sex worker. Well, even more, and, like, especially if you're trans. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, but 
you know, I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention that little detail here. And um, I would love to see a lot of media start covering more um, missing people in a more diverse way because it, right. it's just it's tragic. And listen, and this isn't to diminish any one person's case, uh, missing person's case. It's not about um, who has more of a say overall of like who should be investigated or shouldn't. It's just when the media portrays only white women for so long, you know, like Darren just pointed pointed out so perfectly, it's like if you're any of those other minorities, you're at an extreme disadvantage of being found if you ever go missing based on that, just as as you are, as you exist. And no, that's just I mean, not normal. You know, we yeah. can change that. That's something we can change. So uh, it, It's absolutely something we can change. I mean, obviously, we're trying to get better with diversity in general, but just like in ter terms yeah. of diversity of solving crimes. Um but, you know, listen, we didn't want to kind of go through the timeline of everything with Gabby Petito because we yeah. just feel like that's been covered so many times. And now that we found her remains, this is great. Essentially, the update is we're still looking for Brian. Um, As of today, I, yeah. I imagine I'm putting my a bet on this. Okay. Um, he will be found um okay. i'm hoping alive obviously i don't i don't wish death upon anybody you know how i feel about this it's not like oh i hope he kills himself or something like that because yeah, again i want him to get justice if he is guilty justice if he's guilty justice if he's innocent right yeah, and right. the weird thing is is that the thing that brought it up to me was that he was kind of a person of interest but the police were like he was not the main suspect and i couldn't tell if they were doing that yeah. in order to like prevent you know, if you say that some guy's the main suspect, well, then you're just putting all your cards in one basket and you're not really right. looking for other things. And then the whole public or people who are also hiking in Grand Teton or Wyoming would be like, oh, well, that's the guy. We don't have to worry about maybe a murderer amongst our midst. So well, there yeah, might have right. been a ploy to do that, but uh, I'm yeah. not confident that that was it. And I don't really know why they did that. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing we'll never know, but... Um... Yeah, nonetheless, it's a tragic end to her missing person's case in terms of her life. And, you know, I was saying I kind of hope, you know, regardless that someone's family gets justice when they were saying that they found a body or whatever. And hopefully, or rather not justice, excuse me, closure, because knowing somebody who lost a son um, who was who to this day is still missing after 30 or some years. Um, I know what that's like. I've seen it. I know the pain. I've heard the cries, and it is, it is a torture that I don't know it can that can ever even be compared. So, you know, at least at the very least, hopefully Gabby's family can have some closure, and you know she can rest in literal peace now. You know, which not not everybody gets that uh, closure. So, anyways, not to get super down, you know, and sad here on NMR. Darren, but um, we definitely had to talk about Gabby Petito. So. Well, we had to talk about it, and just like our opinions right now. Again, it could change in a week. I could next week. I That's could be right. Like, we might have more information. guy. Like I don't know, but yeah. I just I'm very. I'm one thing I know. One thing you and I know for sure is let's wait till we kind of have all of our ducks in a row and facts mm -hmm. in a row, and then we can kind of deep dive into really what went down. Totally. Um, but in, and by the until way, then we can only guess. And that's why Darren and I never do cases that are in the in the public sphere at the moment because they're they're so until something goes to trial and there is a verdict and a sentencing, you're probably not going to hear us do a full case on it because. 
you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. We want to we want to give everybody involved in those trials that respect. And we'll certainly talk about, you know, these headlines and what's going on and what we know. But we kind of like to know the full story before we give it to you guys in a full episode. So that's why we brought this one to NMR, which is why we have NMR, which is a great thing, by the way. <laughs> it is. And obviously with this especially, we want to know what you guys are thinking. I know a lot's been going yeah. down in our Facebook group right now. Oh we're God, reading yeah. it. We're liking stuff. This is great. You guys bring things to attention that we haven't caught. Um, if I get any updates from my friend, I will obviously yes, let please. you all know. Updates yeah. on family, anything like that. Um but just a tragic case and justice for Gabby all around. Whoever did this, um, justice for Gabby. That's all I yeah, can say. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out sooner or later. That's for sure. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. If you've been mm-hmm. doing that, hate you all for not doing that. Just kidding. Yeah, um, how could you? How could you? Uh, but any, any amount really helps. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. And we will see you on our next NMR and certainly on Sunday for our full case. Bye. Bye. Bye.